yourself with spunout.ie. Kiki Martiri from spunout.ie. Thank you so much for chatting to us on the Zoo Crew. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me back. I'm jazzed to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> nice pun. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, cool. So yeah, this week we are talking about how to control your news consumption. Definitely something that people have been a lot more aware of in the last kind of year to 14 months uh, with everything COVID related and something that I put into practice as well. But yeah, talk to us about a little bit how people can get very overwhelmed with news, not even just pandemic news, but all sorts and and why it's important to pick and choose what you feel is important for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think there's always been a group of people who have found the news overwhelming, you know, like pre-pandemic, pre the different crises that we're in right now or have been going through for the last year or so. You know, there's a lot of people that have always found just the the negativity within the news cycle or the fact that just inherently the news is often reporting kind of the worst things and the things you want to be aware of. So crimes or health, health crises that, um, you know, it's easy for people to get overwhelmed. And there's always been a group that's saying, you know, the news is sensationalistic or it's overwhelming or now with social media, you know, I'm just constantly bombarded with content 24 seven. And I just, I can't seem to get a breath of air or headspace. Um, so we were already, I think, feeling that way. A lot of people were. Um, And then with the pandemic, uh, you know, you're dealing with such a crisis and mental health and your physical health with bereavement. You're not able to access resources. You're not able to have community. Like it's just something we had never wanted to imagine. Right. And it's important, you know, we people want to kind of look at some news to be aware of what's going on. And some of that's really important to know how to protect yourself, know how to protect other people. But then it's also just creating, you know, a mental health, like usually like a mental health spiral for a lot of people or just making everything feel that much worse. Um, So I would, I think it's kind of a, you're a medical marvel if you got through the last year plus without feeling completely overwhelmed um, by just a constant influx of information or opinions or graphic stories or anything like that. It's just um, a lot being put in front of us. I think it can be quite tricky for some people in this day and age because everyone has a social media account, everyone has a Twitter account and there can be people out there who might not necessarily be journalists or working in the media. There can be kind of blurred lines, I suppose, when it comes to, um, I suppose, um, how do I phrase this, kind of following people who are actually working in the news and other people who are just, I suppose, regular Joes. Fake you know news. What I mean? Fake, Fake news. news. Exactly. There's yeah. a, lot of, a lot of blurred lines there and people can sometimes get information from the wrong sources. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, at Spun Out, we talk about misinformation um, or, you know, just things that aren't aren't factually backed, you know, <laughs> fake news, as, as Jazz said. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really important for all people, young people are actually really good at this, but for people of all ages, you know, young people to, to kind of get your media literacy up to speed and media literacy can mean a lot of different things, but it goes back to being aware and being critical of the information that you're taking in. So not just seeing something, reading it and assuming it is fact or letting it kind of hit you really hard emotionally, kind of having some boundaries up when you're watching the news, reading it, watching videos online, taking in any information really, and having some sense of like your internal guidance system, your internal filter of what source is this coming from? Is this source reputable? Does it have a bias? And it's okay to have a bias. Like some sources are, you know, uh, they say these are our political leanings and this is how we're writing, you know, with this kind of political backing or this particular set of values. 
to just understand what information and what value systems are kind of underpinning the information you're taking in and seeing if they align with yourself or seeing if they're well-informed, if they have an evidence base, if they're researched, just knowing where they're coming from, like being aware uh, of, you know, this topic is massive, being aware of clickbait, being aware that things are filtered and and images, you know, that things aren't what they seem. And, you know, knowing that, like you said, like when you're looking at Twitter, you're looking at people's individual opinions. Sometimes there's research behind them. Sometimes it's from reputable journalists. Sometimes it's not just taking everything with a bit of, you know, a grain of salt, as they say, and, and keeping that in mind. And I mean, also, I think it also goes back to our own behavior as well, you know, because most of us are online too. Like, it's okay to use I statements, you know, like, I think, I feel, I've experienced, like, I think if more people just own the fact that I'm sharing my personal outlook, my personal perspective, it doesn't mean it's less important. It just means that then people know that you're speaking for yourself and you're not necessarily speaking, you can't speak for a whole group or, you know, you're not, you haven't spent, uh, you know, weeks and weeks researching it. You're just kind of sharing your experience and that's okay. That has a tremendous amount of value in it as well. Yeah. I think you're spot on as well. Young people are certainly better at spotting misinformation and things that might not necessarily be true online. But I think that comes from the fact that we've grown up with the internet. Like, like a lot of us would be essentially be the same age as the internet itself and we know how it's worked and we've kind of seen it progress and develop into different stages and you know then the the various other forms of technology and media following suit and upping their digital game but for instance like our parents or older generations who are now adapting to the internet and smartphones and technology like Laura said they would have just grown up what getting their information from a newspaper or on the news which are, are fully reputable sources for the most part so they could almost be looking at an article that could just be a blog post online being like sure why wouldn't I believe every word of this I mean it's being served to me the same way so you can't like it's it's so hard to understand and follow the, the changes but I feel that's where it comes from and just with the accessibility of everything these days and in fairness to like Twitter and Facebook they have gotten better at marking things as you know this statement might not be factually correct in the last I'd say only a year or so, realistically, yeah, which is probably exactly. too late. But it's just, I suppose, a sign of how fast things are changing. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I'm definitely not here to kind of patronize older generations because there's some of us that have, some of them that have led the way and are really quite, you know, as good and as kind of tech native as young people. But, you know, we have an article on the site of how to talk to someone in your life about kind of their online behavior or their online usage or like their susceptibility to misinformation almost and to kind of build that exact awareness that that you're talking about. Um, And, you know, to kind of impress upon people of all ages, but maybe, you know, sometimes older generations of like, don't share something unless you know it's true or like share your personal experience or feelings, but don't share something as, you know, universal or as fact um, or posit something to be fact unless you've done your research, you know, it comes from a reputable source um, because it is, you're absolutely right. People are reading things and they're just kind of, oh, you know, I heard this, I heard that. And it was particularly dangerous in the time of COVID where at the beginning we really didn't know what, you know, people didn't know what was going on. There weren't, there weren't kind of good updates on things and people were sharing things and, uh, with good intentions, right? Good intentions sharing um, what they thought were, were medical truths that, you know, we weren't actually, we didn't have that information yet and they, they didn't end up being true. Um, so I think it's it's really particularly important with that. I also think, just to jump back, not to, not to steer us off our course, but to jump back to what we were talking about, just people getting overwhelmed uh, with so much news. You know, 
we want to feel a sense of control, right? Like it's so disempowering and upsetting to watch the news and to think about, you know, um, like traumas that are occurring, hardships, groups that are suffering, um, like that's really upsetting. So we almost, it almost triggers our brain to want to spend all day reading articles or, you know, we've all kind of had that sinkhole where you, you know, you spend like a whole night, like you stay up late uh, reading every, you know, COVID story and it, it draws you in because it, it's tricking your brain into thinking if I'm learning as much as I can about this, I can do something about it. I, you know, have a sense of control over it and I'm not hurting as much. But the, it's a really important thing to have the balance of that because totally ingratiating yourself, oversaturating, oversimulating yourself with tons of uh, like what we would call like vicarious trauma. Like it's not a trauma happening to you, but it has an effect on you to take it in so much. Um, you can really throw your balance off. And then you have people on the other side of things that, you know, they totally shut down. They're like, I don't want to take in any news. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to read anything. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything about it. Yeah. And then maybe they don't have the little bit of information they need to make good choices with their health, to support other people in their community. So it's how can we be in a healthy space to not take in too much or kind of isolate? Either? Yeah, it's interesting there that you mentioned balance and control, because I found myself with the latter half of last year. I actually there was a period of time where I just deleted every single news app off my phone. I was like, I'm going to get up in the morning. And obviously, you know, we research news stories and things that are going on in the world for the show. But I was like, I'm going to allocate a certain amount of time like I stopped checking the the the, the new case numbers I know Jazz you were similar you just stopped checking because it got to a point where we were like it's not benefiting me there's nothing new happening here with this pandemic it's not benefiting me to know how many more few thousand or hundred cases are in Ireland every single day like and I really feel like that there should be if you are going to have news apps on your phone you need to have some kind of like timer on them because as you said that sinkhole you can spend hours and hours on it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and when I say like, oh, I think you should find the balance, the balance for someone might be, I'm not watching the news for a month. You know what I mean? Like, like the balance, the the balance is different person to person and what kind of could really, you know, you can use whatever words you like, trigger someone, traumatize someone, add too much stress onto their kind of their stress load because of the work that they do, or they have to be, you know, too much in the news cycle. What kind of someone's headspace looks like will be different. Um, like I've heard a lot, I've gotten a lot of great ideas from different people I talk to. So some would say, you know, you have an hour free a day and that's all they can do. They do an hour without their phone a day or like 15 minutes of total silence where they're not taking in. And it's not even a meditation. It's just like, I'm not going to read anything. I'm not going to look at my phone. It's just 15 minutes of me and my, my thoughts, um, or no, or just trying to meditate and think of nothing. Um, or it's one day a week where they don't engage with any any news or content, you know, that, you know, that can be really great or one walk that you take. I know most people, if they go for a walk or they go get outside, it's a podcast, it's music, you know, having one of your outdoor times a week that is kind of totally shut out. Like most of us aren't doing that. Like most of us kind of have our phones on us all the time and are looking at things all the time. So like steps like that can actually be huge. And of course, like what you said, Laura, around, notifications man like notifications knowing the settings in your phone knowing the settings for your app you know not maybe having your news widget like on the front of your phone um actually managing how those things are getting to you emails popping up text popping up um especially if there's a particular topic that you are burnt out on or like if you just lost a loved one and you can't see a certain type of topic finding ways to filter that out so that you control when that the, those pieces of information are reaching you if at all uh can be really pivotal 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask what are the what are some of the tips for gen for generally controlling it, but but you hit the nail on the head there. It's about finding the different ways that stuff is getting through to you and. I mean, there are controls for pretty much every particular app on your phone. That's what I did. I identified the news apps. I turned off the notifications. But then on Twitter as well, where you get bombarded with everything, you can go in and, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people know this. I'm sure other people don't. But you can go in and you can select particular words, phrases, topics, hashtags, accounts, all individually that you can mute for an hour, eight hours a day, a month, whatever. So there are different ways you can control things individually. And I'm sure there, I mean, I'm only speaking about Twitter really, but I'm sure you can do it uh, a lot more in depth in other apps and other yeah. platforms too. There are, yeah, you absolutely. And that's the thing, it's the education piece, like knowing how to use each platform, um, setting up filters so that certain topics don't reach you, like on Twitter, on Instagram, it might be, you know, you don't even have to block certain accounts. You can just mute certain accounts for a certain period of time if you feel like you're just not able to engage with that particular topic, you know, right now. Um, another tip I would say is, you know, for someone that's really going through a hard time, let's say you particularly don't want to hear about, you know, COVID right now or death right now because of something, ask a friend, like give your friend your phone and unlock it, you know, and, and say, I need, like, I need you to go in like turn off these notifications or delete this for me because it just can feel overwhelming. And you just feel like, like you, a lot of people know what to do, right. They know the, how to go into their settings and they know, especially young people, but it's the inertia. It's like fighting the inertia to just do it. And then it'll actually help them. Just don't be afraid to be like, I have a lot of anxiety around this. Could you just go into my phone and turn this off for me? You know, yeah. um, I've done that. I've, and friends have, have asked me for that. You know what? I really need to set up a filter on this topic. Can you just go and do this for me? Um, I know with COVID, you know, maybe it's a family member and maybe it's a sibling that you're living with. But, um, you know, don't be afraid to just yeah. to ask for help and to talk about it. I know we say that all the time, but it's it's true. That's actually a good tip as well. Or I suppose you could even relate it back to, you know, like if you are getting serious exam results from school, if you're the person who you can't, you can't actually physically look at it and you have to get like a friend or family family member to look at it and open the results. I feel it's the same thing. Like, you know, if you were to say delete Twitter off my phone now, like tomorrow, I probably wouldn't really care. But if I was to look at my phone now, I probably couldn't delete Twitter myself. No. So if you just give it to someone, like, will you delete that? Like they're ripping off the bandaid and you actually won't care tomorrow. So that's actually a really good tip as well. Yeah, it's the little things for me. The little things can make it all the easier because yeah, like I said, a lot of us do know some of the things we could do, but it just you have anxiety that's kind of circulates around it and then it just feels really hard to take to take that step um so yeah i mean lean on each other that's definitely that's use big, those support systems point. around you for sure um and if there's anyone suffering right now or who wants to talk to someone who maybe doesn't feel comfortable yet enough maybe to talk to a family member or a close friend and they just want a fresh set of ears where can they go kiki um, I would definitely say, you know, for information, you can always visit www.spunout.ie. Um, but as well, we have our 24-7 free tech support service where you just can text uh, hello um, to 50808 at any point um, for free. And uh, there will be a trained volunteer there to listen to you for whatever is on your mind. Um, it can be, you know, big or small. Uh, don't feel like there's anything too small to reach out about if you're if it's troubling you in any way and you want someone to talk about it. We're here. Kiki Martiri from spunout.ie. A pleasure as always. Thank you so much.
Thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, do uh, look at your your news feeds and and try to try to take take stock and and mute those accounts that are that are getting you down. Take the control back. Yes, we own our we own phones. <laughs> we got it. Mind yourself with spunout.ie.